The Start On Demand. demand. This is a meeting that's been months in the making. Kelly Keene is a regular contributor to our afternoon program, but between holidays and shifts in scheduling, I haven't even spoken to Kelly on the phone, I don't think, since since May or June, and now she's in studio with us. We love visiting with Kelly Keene. She's an award-winning author, media personality, personal finance educator, and is the consumer advocate for the Financial Standards Counseling. I'm a counsel. I'm Greg Mackling. He's Brett McGarry. We're in for Shadow Davis again today. And this is a personal finance story with Family Feud written all over it. It's a newly released survey that finds nearly 4 in 10 Canadians with millennial children say those kids are still financially dependent on them, while one-third of parents say their millennial kids are still causing a financial strain on the parents. So, Kelly, when we're talking about the kids who are still dependent on their parents, is there sort of an age bracket we're talking about here for the kids? Yeah, so this, specifically this study looked at the uh, the millennials, those stats that you just um, uh, that you just quoted, but what was also interesting was um, a smaller number, but still really reveals something, that 12% of kids 34 and older are still a financial strain on their parents. So what percentage? 12% so again, small, but think about it. Thirty-four and older. So these kids, like kids, these big kids, mm-hmm. should be in their prime earning years. The mom and dad are probably retired or close to retiring. So, like the conversation really has changed since I grew up, where you really wanted to get out of your parents' home. You wanted to be independent. I mean, I, I get it too. In all fairness, we got to give millennials a break because they get picked on a lot. Right? Things are expensive. You're expected to get a degree. It's incredibly expensive, but moms and dads need a break too because they're just footing the bill for so many things. And what the survey also revealed was a percentage of Canadians, those again with these millennials, 33% of them will actually have to postpone their retirement and just about the same percentage will not be able to pay off their debt because of the help. Uh, specifically, those numbers were helping their kids with post-secondary costs. But a lot of parents in our survey are thinking about helping um, their kids buy their first home, things of that sort, you know. Like at is a like it's not enough that you you, you know you raise them and what right. the cost is till they're eighteen, which is hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> but now it's like let's just keep tacking it on. Is mom and dad you know are they ever going to be able to retire? You know, and 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 in all fairness, I don't know if you go back uh, 10, 20, 30 years, it would have been that uncommon for parents to give their kids a leg up either with helping right. or even paying a down payment uh, on their house to get them started, maybe as a wedding gift or. Or something, but like you say, you have to go to post secondary education now. Right. So you know, kids are either borrowing from mom and dad and or student loans. Mm-hmm. And in Winnipeg, the average price of a house isn't cheap anymore. It's three hundred thousand yeah. dollars. So at twenty percent, sixty grand. That's a Huge. that's a lot of donuts to you know to to put down on a house. So it's not just the millennials' fault. Exactly. It's changing economics, right? Yeah, yeah, it really is. And uh, you make so many good points, but. I also think you're right that maybe 20, 30 years ago, parents would have helped their kids out. But I also think maybe the conversation was different in how they helped their kids out because a lot anecdotally, not in the survey, I hear from so many parents that are having to put, you know, something on a line of credit or what have you to help out their kids. And if this were the 1980s, double digit interest rates, 
we wouldn't be having that conversation because it would be like, I, I can't help you, right. I, right? I can't help you or it doesn't make financial sense. So the big takeaway here is, have you really future selfed yourself out? Have you thought have about you what? future self yourself out? That didn't really. <laughs> come out right. No, I think you said it right. I just wanted you to repeat it because like, it didn't come out right. But like thinking of your future self, like walking, you know, through when you're 70, 75, 80, and and did you have enough? Did you save enough? Uh, the kids are off. They're somewhere, you know, it's medical school and 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 wherever. And you and your spouse are there. Do you have enough? Did you sit down with someone like a certified financial planner? Did you figure out, could we in fact help? And if you could help, here's the other question. How do you help? Do you take it out of an asset? Do you uh, take it out of an RSP or a RIF? Now you've got a tax liability. Or are you maybe helping your kids like co-sign? If you're doing all of that, there's a lot of risks that come with that. A lot of full disclosure, you need to be on the same page. And, uh, you know, you don't maybe want to be finger wagging and be big brother with your kids. But if you're giving them a significant gift or helping them out in a significant way, what it begs the question, how are they coming to the table? Do they have a budget? Are they going to work as well to help? Is it a loan? Is it a gift? And then, you know what, what guys, what happens here is as I have this conversation with a lot of Canadians and Winnipeggers is, uh, maybe another sibling goes, well, I'm independent. You know, why is my, you know, sister or brother or whatever getting all this help from mom and dad? What does that mean estate wise when they pass away? It creates, it can possibly create some resentment, some issues. Uh, oftentimes in this survey also, there was a gender divide where, and I was surprised, 44% of the men surveyed said that they would help their children uh, purchase a home for the first time, while only 32% of women said that they would do that. Wow. I was really surprised that the men were like, nope, we're going to come to the table. I know, Brett, you're like, what? Really? Yeah, I, I would know. have thought it was I thought the, the moms around. would be more like, oh, let's help them out. But nope, the moms were like, the dads. And even when the they knew that it would hurt, potentially hurt or hinder their retirement, the dads still were more willing than the moms to help the kids out. Yay dads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe not yay dads, maybe dumb dads. But you know, I've told my kids straight up, like, I, I don't, like, I want you to leave at, like, uh, 18 and one day, like, uh-huh. if I had my way. But I know you're not going to be independent at that point. Right, right. I love you. And so the, one of the greatest gifts I can give you is, A, to make sure you get an education yes. so you can support yourself. But there's, in my mind, no reason for them to leave the nest until they can afford to buy their own nest. Right, exactly. You know, I don't want to send them out into the world where they're spending $1,500 a month on rent every single month. Uh, is that going to get us into some financial difficulty down the road? I don't know. But for me, I think that's the biggest way I can help as a parent. And the whole financial literacy thing, which I hope we'll talk about in our next segment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, I mean, the thing is, is having the conversation, right? Is like all of a sudden, like, is there a magic age in your family where you're like, okay, now you're 18. For, for my household, it was. It was like, if you're still home at 18 and you're not going to school, what are you paying for rent? That was just... The agreement, and it was kind of more agreed upon with my friends too. I think that's why I did like leave at eighteen. Um, <laughs> if I'm going to pay rent, I'm going to write my old rules. Yeah, right? but it was it's- also a different time, right? Like the millennials and and their parents really get along. They enjoy each other. They go on vacation. Like it's a different. It's it's different. It's a different um, experience than we've seen. So my brother has four kids, and two of them are still at home, and they're like. 
24 and 26, like, and two moved out right away. So there's no rules. But the thing is, um, some parents come to me and say, like, you know, our kids are working, but they're not paying a cent in rent. It's all going to lifestyle experiences. It's all going to shopping. Is it, and is that the best life lesson to teach them? Uh, Canadians are are in more debt than ever. For every dollar we bring in, we owe a dollar seventy. So as adults, we do not know the difference between needs and wants. So, <laughs> are, do you think our kids are learning from us? Yeah. yeah, yeah, they are. And you know, and then the fact that nobody uses cash anymore or sees it, and there's no tangibility, and it's all nebulous, and you just tap and go. It's tough for that generation to get what it means to you know, yeah. Kelly Keene is here. She is an award-winning author, personal finance educator, the consumer advocate for the Financial Standards Council, and we are talking about financial dependence, financial literacy for young people. 12% of children, 34 and older, (laughs) are causing a financial strain on their parents. And I know you've been doing the media tour today. We saw you at about 6.30 on uh, Global Winnipeg with Shannon Kuzis and Adriana Jung. And you were talking about... Adulting classes? Yeah, yeah. Actually, before before I went on, we weren't talking about it on air, but before I went on, we were kind of laughing about these adulting classes where, um, you know, that young folks are coming out and their parents are putting them in to learn how to just do basic things like shake hands, make eye contact, pay bills, do the laundry, things of that sort. So, mm. and are their parents paying for those courses? Or <laughs> just- Oh, you know. Wouldn't it just be easier to teach that that stuff along the way? You know you're getting old when, right? Back in my day, these are the sorts of things our parents taught us. But one of the things that our parents also taught us, quite frankly, Dad, I apologize if you're listening right now. Uh, My mom is watching uh, from Mm -hmm. above. uh, Were some bad financial habits. And part of that came out of this idea and this sense, and I don't know if it was a generational thing, about where we don't talk about that with the kids, right? We never knew when we went out for dinner. My dad's saying was, if you wanted to look at the the check or the bill, uh, you could pay it. Really? So we didn't have an understanding of if we went to the keg for dinner wow. that that was, you know, at the time, 50 or $60. I never yeah. knew how much my dad made for a living. Uh, but I talked to my kids about that, yeah. you know, and, and to give them an understanding of how expensive it is to run this house mm-hmm. every month. And if dad doesn't go to work and mom doesn't go to work, uh, we're going to have to go live in a tent. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> plain and simple, right? Yeah. No, Greg, that's so important. And you're right that... People still aren't talking about it. The last taboo. And here's why. There's a few reasons why I think they're not talking about it. Number one, parents don't know what to say. They don't know exactly how to say it. But you know what? That's okay. That's why you need to see someone like a professional, like a certified financial planner or a non credit or a nonprofit credit counselor, if you're in a law to help, to maybe have that. Just get on the internet and Google things. Like I don't know why we haven't caught up yet where, remember participation, we've talked about this once before on the show, Hal and Joanne, there was a time when we had to teach Canadians how they had to move because the Swede embarrassed us that we were so out of shape and and you can Google it, it's hilarious, apparently that was fake, there was no Swede, Um, but which I was disappointed to learn, but it, we we got on board. There was a time we used to whisper the word cancer. Now we run for the cure. Like it's we have Facebook right, pages when right. someone's sick. We support them. We talk about it. We we go to our parents' doctors' appointments and our kids and and all of that. But when it comes to money or a lack thereof, it's not usually money that's the problem. 
It's the lack of money. There's all of a sudden a shame, a taboo. Uh, we don't want to talk about it. Parents are like, well, do I have to tell my kids exactly how much debt we're in? Or what? You don't have to get specific if you don't want to. But my goodness, if the mortgage is renewing, why not get online and Google the terms together? What exactly is an amortization? I I remember being 16 and I didn't understand what taxes were. I was like, could somebody please teach me what this is? Because I don't want the tax guy to get me. All I knew was that the tax guy gets people. So, you know, have the conversation. Really important. Really appreciate you guys uh, having me to have it with you, too. Well, Well, we'll we'll do this until people start getting it, until we get it. And anytime you're in Winnipeg, uh, please drop by again. Thank you so much Thanks, for gentlemen. for coming by to visit us. Great Kelly to see Keen. You. Good to see you too. Kellykeen.com. Is that the website? Kellykeen.com. Award winning author, media personality, personal finance educator, consumer advocate for the Financial Standards Council. The Start on Demand is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.